Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. We're off to a great week. We're going to have a little little cold snap here, but it's all normal in Tennessee in the spring. Um, Let's see. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is out there driving the bus. Is he with us? Yes, sir. I'm here, Del. Good morning, everybody. How's the bus running this morning, Clayton? Nice and smooth. Uh, We are just about to our final destination here on the bus uh, ride this morning, but uh, Mr. Jim York just messaged me, Delk, and he is not going to be with us this morning. He has a meeting. Uh, presumably it's uh, probably has something to do with the Biden re-election bid that's going to be announced tomorrow, so uh, we'll stay tuned for that. Well, it's uh, we'll miss him. I'm uh, joking, obviously, yeah. I know. We will miss him, but uh, it's good to know that he's well and uh, be back with us tomorrow, hopefully. That's a great thing. So, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, will join us tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, regulars, special guest dude on Monday, Carrie Powers. How are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. And uh, during the legislative <coughs> session, which has ended, so uh, even though Scott's welcome to join us anytime, I think he's probably going to be taking a little vacation from us for a while. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. Scott Specky. Uh, you know, Scott, I'm going to bring up a couple of things with you this morning that, uh, and of course, I want you to go through what the, you know, recap what the legislature has done and, and how things have ended. But yesterday, I went up to Nashville to my uh, great nephew's baptism at the uh, Presbyterian Church in West Nashville, a very wealthy area. As we drove up to the church, which I had never visited before, uh, there's a big banner in the front yard that says Black Lives Matter. Uh, And as we walked into the uh, church, there was a little kiosk where it said... uh, books to teach your children anti-racism and then when we got into the church you know there was not a black face in sight it was all white uh wealthy wealthy <coughs> individuals uh the uh sermon was on uh uh the earth day which is coming up you know it's climate change claptrap and then the the a good number of people were wearing masks still you know and and uh we actually scott they said a prayer for you uh they they prayed that the state legislature would ban guns Hmm. in tennessee Hmm. and um and then uh uh yeah i mean the the lunacy the lunacy just went on and on and um I, I, what struck me about the whole thing is that, you know, the this is wealthy West End Nashville. It's become woke. And then, of course, you've got to do your traditional black uh, Democratic neighborhoods in Nashville. And Davis County is now heavily Democratic. And it's Looney Tune world. And 
this is not a criticism at all, but what I've worked a lot with the legislature, you and others this year, and as as you spend time in that dome uh, each year, inevitably you're affected by what you hear, and you start to think that maybe the whole state thinks like this, and it occurred to me that maybe one of the reasons that we have good government in Tennessee is that you're only in Nashville four months out of the year. And and if we could get Washington to stay there four months out of the year, we'd have much better government. I do, do you see that effect? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Del. One of the things that we always, and I'm always very cautious of, when people are yelling and screaming at me, I have to look at where where I am and where they're coming from. You know, when we went through those protests a couple of weeks ago, most of those people were from Davidson County. Most of those people in Davidson County are not going to vote for a Republican candidate. They're just not going to do it. Now, there has been some support uh, across the state, very small, uh, from from Republicans about looking into uh, gun laws, looking into mental health issues. But the vast majority of the people that I've spoken to back home in Murray County in my district are are vehemently opposed to you know the gun laws, vehemently opposed to the red flag laws. And so that's the position as representing District 64. I'm going to try to do the best best I can. And I think most people know where I stand on this. I've been pretty vocal on it. Uh, uh, I'm going to protect your constitutional rights. We're going to do the things that we can to find necessary help for those who have mental health crises. But when push comes to shove, we're going to protect your constitutional rights. And I believe I believe the General Assembly will do that, um, even though Governor Lee has called for a special session on some things that he wants to do. I just don't, th- I don't see the General Assembly moving that way at all. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. That's, uh, that's it. What, that, you know, so you've closed. The, the other thing I wanted to, mm-hmm. and again, I want, I want you to get, let you tell what's happened in the assembly and your viewpoint of what's happened in the assembly this year as you have a term. But uh, one of the things that I'm not clear on, I think Clayton's not here yet, so we uh, maybe Mike can play it, but most people have heard the viral uh, video of the transgender uh, uh, woman, no, a man who uh, now thinks he's a woman saying that he's going to kill the next person who stops him from going into a women's restroom and then issues a general call to arms to and for the transgender community to arm themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is... We, when Joe Biden took the oath of office, most people didn't know anything more about transgender than maybe you know Caitlyn Jenner, and now we're beginning to learn what the transgender community is. And one thing that is for sure that I I want to disabuse to our listeners is transgender, transgender and gay are not the same thing, and should not be lumped together at all. Uh, gay people are our friends and neighbors they're an important part of the fabric of our lives they go to church they work they you know raise money and food for the poor and all of these transgender folks they are mentally disturbed and you know and again though they're they're um they're, they're worthy of our love as god's children but and they need help but at the same time, it would be ridiculous to say that they're not dangerous. And uh, 
so that there are several thoughts I've got on that, but what I particularly would like to know is where are we in Tennessee on uh, making uh, uh, banning uh, men banning men from participating in women's sports? And I understand that the Biden administration either is in the process of or has already made moves to. Uh, withhold Title IX money from uh, secondary schools and higher education <coughs> schools uh, if they don't allow um, men to participate in women's sports. Is Tennessee? What's Tennessee done about that? Are we prepared to reject Title IX money to prevent that from happening? Well, that's a lot to unpack right there. Um, I, I can tell you this. Um, I, I started this all off about two and a half years ago when I passed a bill to preventing uh, boys from playing girls sports. So that that is law in Tennessee. It is law in our in our K through 12 system. Uh, I'm sorry, in our in our middle school through high school system, those that participate in sports, uh, males cannot participate in female sports. Females can participate in a male sport if they want because they don't change the the uh, um, the competitive balance of it. Right, right. But they can also compete. Let's say you have a high school that has a men's golf team but they don't have a girls' golf team, then the girls can, can compete at the, at the boys, but they have to play from the boys' tees. Yeah. So the balance is there. Yeah, um, yeah I know a lot of women right. who've uh, participated in boys' soccer. Boys' soccer. Years. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, a lot of a lot Coach of Coach Mike Lyle on the board. How you doing, man? Yeah, uh, great. The, the, a lot of the schools, uh, in, uh, particularly in bowling, Right, uh, you know, if they have enough guys and girls, they'll they'll have separate teams. But if they don't, they combine the teams. Right, but and but, and but no they're, one's but they're but they're yeah. competing but in the as, male sport. And, yeah, as, as Scott says, it doesn't disrupt the competitive right. balance. And uh, and and so uh, plus, it's a situation where you don't have a uh, male competing physically directly with a female mm-hmm. right. uh you know there's no chance you know, that we're just bigger faster stronger yeah. you know I mean, and, and that's just the way we're made and, and uh, so, so there's there's numerous reasons we saw the the track athletes competing against female resetting all the records obviously the the swimmer that's gone national in college that is that is rewriting all the records in the pool the, the usc fighter who fractured the skull of a right. female yes. we have power lifters competing and it's just destroying women's yeah, the sports side, the volleyball player who you know, right. spike, yeah, spike, yeah. But and, now, Scott. So, all right. And so, where we are in Tennessee is okay. in our uh, middle school and high school athletics in public schools. <clears throat> I got allergies today. Sorry, buddy. Don't we? All. Um, uh, a male is prohibited from playing female sports. We also extended that to our colleges and universities, our public colleges and universities. So, male athletes will not be able to play female sports in colleges <laughs> in our universities in Tennessee. So, are, are we prepared to? Uh, Maintain that position even if Title IX money is lost. Yes, and okay. that, and that's one of the things that the, the speaker is going to task us, and I, I'm hopefully going to be on that committee. Is how are we going to transition away from the federal money that's 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 encumbering ourselves in education to gain the freedom and autonomy we want to be able to educate our kids the way we believe uh, we want our kids educated in Tennessee. And you know, I'm sure there's some people out there that are rolling their eyes right now about the things we're not going to teach. If Mr. York was here, he'd be screaming right now. But the, Tennessee has overwhelmingly chose a conservative general assembly that is trying to move Tennessee in a conservative nature and keep it there. Um, you know, we're going to get into the budget here, and I can give you some more details of how that's working out for Tennesseans. But we believe, you know, right now there's probably been so we're on the radio for 15 minutes. There's probably been another 20 people that moved to Tennessee. 
Yeah. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to really look at it about how popular Tennessee is, go ask U-Haul right now that they're paying people. Mike said he might volunteer to get a part-time job. <laughs> that they're paying people to, only when I get aggravated. They are, they are paying people to drive their U-Haul trucks that are coming from other states back to California, back to New York, back to Pennsylvania, back to Michigan, and they will pay you to drive the truck back, and then they will pay to fly you home to do it again, over and over and over again. And California now ranks. ranks 50th, let me turn this off, 50th in personal income growth in this nation. Right. And so we are we are a destination, I guess, society now of a people seeking out the life in Tennessee. And if you, if you doubt me, take a drive up Highway 31 going towards Spring Hill and look on either side of the road and you will see how popular not only Tennessee is, but how popular Middle Tennessee is. And I think it's because yeah. of the legislation that we've passed. It's a little scary. but And then, uh, by the way, we just this year we just expanded that prohibition in sports, uh, males playing female sports to private schools now. Yeah, but and again, though, and I'm glad we've clarified where Tennessee stands on, on this transgender issue. And what we've learned, you know, after Joe Biden made uh, transgenderism the centerpiece of his domestic agenda, is that transgender folks, now folks don't, like I said, don't take it out on gay people. They're not, they're, that, they're, they're a great part of the fabric of this community. But these transgender folks are mentally ill and they're dangerous. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't love them and try to help them, but we need to be aware. Let's take a break and come back and talk about that a little bit more. First, for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff make easy. Buick and GMC Financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. Three Dudes with a View. Triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. There we 
we go. That that one's from Scott Specky, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm laughing with him on that one. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you that's the old BR five four nine song about do something even if it's wrong, and I can't tell you how many times in my own personal life I've, you know, sort of stood there like a deer in the headlights, you know, trying to figure out what to do, and you know, <laughs> sometimes I've had to say to myself, just do something even if it's wrong. I, there's a, that's a legitimate. You know, I mean that—that's sometimes you've—you've got to convince yourself to do something, even though you're not quite sure what to do, uh, because inaction uh, is worse than uh, no action at all. All right, folks, just a couple little tidbits from around the world that I noticed over the weekend. Uh, GOP senators urge UN ambassador to denounce uh, UN uh, position paper in support of pedophiles. Uh, this is now, this is the next big movement in the Democratic Party and the liberal media folks, you know. Uh, minor attracted persons and normalizing pedophilia. Uh, and in Ohio, a GOP Senate candidate uh, proposes reparations for uh, the white soldiers who fought in the Civil War to end slavery. Uh, yep, it's all there. Uh now we're talking, my name's Del Kennedy, I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris has parked the bus. How are you, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Mr. Jim York is away today. We'll see him again tomorrow. He's dude number one. Dude, regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How you doing? Hello. Happy Monday. I'm excellent. Happy Monday. And during the legislative session, we've uh, had the, the, the privilege of uh, Scott Specky joining us on Monday, Representative Scott Specky, to give us his insights into what's going on in the Tennessee State Legislature. Scott, good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right, I, I want to point. Out, I want. I want to get on to letting Scott tell us what he's done. And Lord, Carrie uh, was talking about it over the break. Uh, I've never seen a man work so hard in my life uh, as Scott has over the past few weeks in the. Uh, state legislature trying to get our business concluded, which they have. Uh, there was quite a bit on Nashville radio over the weekend uh, on about the transgender woman who shot up Covenant School, and they kept saying that the FBI would not release the manifesto and that there was something nefarious about that. Uh, and I've heard various rumors as to what's going on there, but there, there. First of all, folks, I, I was forty years of defense lawyer, prosecutor, twenty-five years of federal prosecutor. I've been involved in many joint investigations where you got the FBI, the sheriff, the local police, all working on a case together. The in this particular case, uh, it is the custom in those joint investigations that one agency be designated the lead agency and it is up to the lead agency as to whether or not uh, information about the case is disclosed to the public well in this case there was a lot of blame going on against the FBI for not releasing the manifesto the FBI is not the lead agency the lead agency is Metro Nashville Police Department and it's uh, the it, they and I can assure you that the FBI does not have the sole copy of the manifesto. Uh, 
the Metro Police have a copy. The FBI has a copy, and maybe some other agencies have a copy of the manifesto. They don't ever just keep one copy of anything. So it's not up to the FBI to decide whether or not to release the manifesto. It's up to Metro Davidson Police. Now, it, the reasons for doing think about it, folks. If that we all know what that manifesto says, it, you know it says Christians must die. All people who, uh, you know, mistreated transvestites must die. Blah blah blah. Uh, <clears throat> what? What? Uh, we, I mean, you know, we know that. I mean, we hadn't seen it, but we know that. And so, what happens if that thing? Who gets triggered if that thing gets released? Uh, transvestite folks who are already uh, unstable in the first place and you know the bubbas of this world who might be tempted to go bully a transvestite and either get themselves shot or end up in a shootout with a transvestite so public safety is a very legitimate reason for not releasing the manifesto uh, so uh, ha- having pointed that out uh, let's move on to let Scott talk about the legislative session. Well, we, um, as you know, we have wrapped up the first part of the 113th General Assembly. Um, I've got all the highlights from the budget. There's a lot of stuff here to unpack, but a lot of good stuff here from Murray County. So um, stop me anytime you have a question. I'll be happy to answer it, okay? Well, go for it. Uh, first thing is, uh, we, we were su- very successful. We fought this through. Thank you to all the county commissioners, Sheila Butt, the mayor, uh, the citizens that came up. Um, Gail Moore is one of our constituents that had a big, big play in this her group, we did protect the Duck River. So that was one of the major pieces of legislation that we were able to get through the General Assembly to protect our Duck River. So that was a huge win for Murray County. Uh, I have a meeting. I'm on my way to Nashville today. I have some educational meetings today. And then also I have a meeting with the builders and realtors, uh, the chairman of those two committees in regards to the impact fees for Murray County, the two chairmen of those committees that um, um, have a lot of ties to the builders and realtors. During the committee, they put the builders and the realtors on notice that if they don't come up with a solution for Murray County next year, that whatever Murray County runs, that that committee will pass. And so we're going to work on that, start those uh, talks today, and start to try to figure out how we can help Murray County in the future, and also Mid- Middle Tennessee also. So let me get into the budget real quick. Stop me anytime you want. No, go for it. But, of course, the impact the issue is one that uh, Murray County and you uh, strongly pushed for in this mm-hmm. legisl- legislative session, and it, it fell short uh, in a committee uh, which had three realtors, and I believe a realtor is chair of the committee. Yeah. So that's a, that's an obstacle. But it's good. I think we're in a better position now by them publicly stating that they have to negotiate with us and they have to figure out a pathway forward for Murray County, which will hopefully lead to a, a bill next year we'll run that will pass to give us some, some relief from this growth. So that's what we're working on right there. So $56.2 billion budget that was passed by the General Assembly. Uh, you guys already know this answer. So Clayton. Out of that $56.2 billion, how much is one-time money? Do you have any guesses on that? One-time money. Just, uh, just say just say $22 billion. Wow. Yeah. 
$22 billion is one-time money. That's how good financial shape the state of Tennessee is that allows us to do the things in these budgets with one-time money to give back to our communities, to give back to our schools, to give back to the 501c3s, to help make all our communities across Tennessee even better. And it, and it means, Scott, that if... Uh, if we had a recession, if we yes. had a, a, a depression, a depression even, and our tax revenues fell, then uh, you know it, they would have to fall. Really, I mean, that gives us cushion. We, we could cut we, our. We could we could we could maintain our basic services with twenty two billion dollars less. Yes. That's how well we're running Tennessee right now, and so I'm really proud of that. Um, we had $407 million in tax cuts. We're putting $3 billion in the Transportation Modernization Fund, which means every the four, the four TDOT zones will each get an additional $750 million for projects. Uh, Senator Hensley and I are going to be all over, guess what, Bear Creek Pike to the interstate, four lane, and also Highway 31 running north up to uh, 840 to get that expanded four lane. Hopefully we can get a piece of that, of that money for, for Murray County. Uh, we also have $1 billion in the Tennessee College for Applied Technology. We're going to be building new TCAT centers across the state to help those kids that don't want to go on to a four-year or a two-year degree. They want to become a, a, a mechanic. They want to become a welder, an electrician, a plumber, uh, health sciences to help them uh, have more opportunities for that. And then we put $204 million into additional school safety that I'll get into. In transportation, we talked about the $3 billion. How about this? Another $300 million in state aid. So that means the money that comes normally from the state of Tennessee down to Van Boshier as our, our road superintendent, Murray County is going to get a bigger piece of that pie now to help build more, more, more repair our bridges, repair our infrastructure in Murray that, County. That would go to county roads. County roads. Yep. $76 million in recurring funding for the Transportation Equity Fund for airports. So our airport in Mount Pleasant will be able to pull more funds down to help modernize their airport in Murray, in Murray County. And then a total... One, Scott, one of the things people don't know is that uh, the Murray County Airport, and they don't see it much, the Murray County Airport uh, sells more jet fuel mm-hmm. than any other airport in Tennessee outside of mm-hmm. Chattanooga, Knoxville, Memphis, mm-hmm. Nashville. And the reason is because uh, so many just in they come in at night just in time supplies for the GM plant uh, come in by air freight during the night and so that airport is vital to this community mm-hmm. and so we have money that they can pull more money down to expand that so basically we're making out of that remember that 22 billion in non-recurring we're investing six billion this year alone in in roads and infrastructure tax cuts 124 million in business tax cuts we are going to have in October. September, October, November this year, a three-month food ta- food sales tax holiday. We're going to expand it. That's going to be two hundred seventy-three million in less revenue, but we're going to give people the opportunity. It's cost of trust me, with two boys at home, the cost of food is going up. <laughs> and going I hear up. your boys can eat. Going up. So um, we're going to try, to, and we're going to continue to probably expand that every year. And maybe one day we get to the point where there is no food tax anymore in Tennessee. That's what it's for. Created a $50,000 small business standard deduction, and then we exempted uh, up to half a million dollars of property value for minimum measure for those paying uh, 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 personal property. Raised thresholds to those who are subject to business tax. The floor used to be at 10000 Now the floor is going to be 50000 to exempt more small businesses from business tax. Oops, sorry, hold on here. Uh, school safety. This is one that's near and dear to my heart. 
So this is what kind of hurt us a little bit on some of the bills I was running in education because of what happened at the shooting. The governor and the General Assembly pulled some ancillary money away from funding programs to funding school safety, which I think is a good thing to do. I really do. Good. $140 million to fund SROs at every public school. Now, Murray County already does that. What we're going to be asking, and I'm going to be asking the county commission and, and, and the schools to do, is maintain that funding at the local level for the SROs, but pull down the additional funding from the state so we could have even more enhanced security at all of our schools to make sure that we could possibly have at least two SROs in every one of our schools in Murray County. $28 million for Homeland Security officers in every county. Now, those are state Homeland Security officers, not federal. And what their job will be to do is to work between the different agencies, sharing information, and being a liaison, and also doing school safety inspections to make sure that, that all of our schools have the necessary protection to make sure that they're done. So that'll be for every county in, in Tennessee. Uh, $40 million more for school safety grants, $14 million more for private schools. We are putting money in for private schools this year that they can pull money down, like Agathos, like Columbia Academy, like Zion Christian, or whatever the other ones are, that they can work with that Homeland Security officers, do threat assessments, and understand what money to pull down to make sure that we can protect our students. And then, and we've talked about this, it's, it's, these shooters are, are mental health issues. We're putting eight, eight million more in behavioral health liaison grants to help coordinate that. So if somebody makes, let's say a school makes a referral, that that is more a seamless process that they, these individuals can get the help quicker in a, in a more in a more efficient way. And having worked in the criminal court system <laughs> even recently, um, just before I bought these stations, uh, the that that's a problem. I'll, I'll run through parks we, and we, we refer people all the time, and mm-hmm. nothing happens. So I'm going to run through parks and rec. Then Mike's giving me the, the signal here. So and we got some more behind it. So parks and recreation, 329 million for state parks, natural areas, and forests, and we'll be building four new state parks across the state of Tennessee. For so uh, our state parks around here, uh, the the falls out there towards uh, what's it called? Henry Horton. What do you know? The other way. Uh, for, Fall Creek Falls? Falk, no. Still House. Still House Falls, thank you. Still House, yeah. Uh, be able to pull some money down for that area. I know Al Ray with our parks would be very happy about that. $41 million for Tennessee Trails and Greenway, so we can pull more money into the Anali Park over there. And then $82 million for statewide environmental cleanup. That is for just trying to get these brown, pla- these brown fields cleaned up, like our Monsanto property out there. Pull money down from the state to get that place cleaned up so we can use it once again. So I know we're up against it, Mike. Let's take a break right there, and I'll come back, and I'll talk about Law & Order. Yeah, it's all yours when we come back, Scott. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Carrie Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over 100 years old and vintage is 50 to 100 years? Tillis Jewelry, located downtown Columbia, has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Vintage doesn't always mean long-lasting. As your home systems age, your repair costs, utility bills, and breakdowns rise. During Hiller's Vintage Showdown, we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest HVAC unit. Submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner. Everybody wins with trade-in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new HVAC systems. Enter to win now at happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Do you want to give back to an individual with disabilities and help change a life? The Guide Dog Foundation and America's Vet Dogs are seeking volunteers to help raise future guide or service dogs. Puppy raisers provide loving homes for puppies until they are old enough to begin formal training. Help raise an adorable pup into a future guide or service dog for a person who is blind, visually impaired, a veteran, or a first responder. Visit puppy.guidedog.org to learn more. That's guidedog.org. Sponsored by the Guide Dog Foundation. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, we be bumping. Uh, my name is Elf Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Just 
We're going to continue with Scott Specky telling us what happened in the legislative session in Nashville this year, which has now adjourned. They're gone for the year. Be back next year. Uh, but just in local uh, note that we we really need to uh, we really need to take note of is Sterling Martin has uh, Marlin Marlin Marlin, Marlin uh, NASCAR race car driver, two time Daytona 500 winner, resident of Columbia, Tennessee, grew up born and raised. Uh, has now been inducted into the NASCAR Hall of, Hall of Fame. Is well, that- he, well, not yet. He's been named as one of the top 75, 75 drivers since the 75th year of NASCAR, mm-hmm. and he's been named one of se- the 75 top drivers in the history of the sport, So, uh, well, which is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible, and that's our hometown guy. And, and uh, Deserved it. Yeah, he deserved, deserved it. All right, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton <laughs> Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. And yes, uh, I grew up a huge Sterling Marlin fan. Him and my dad went to high school together at Spring Hill, and uh, we went and watched him race a lot over uh, my childhood and teenage years. Well, and I can remember his father, Cuckoo Cuckoo, Marlin, who was also a noted uh, NASCAR driver. Uh, And, uh, Lord, they used to, I mean, down at General Machine, uh, they used to, weld up car race car frames for uh cuckoo and sterling i think and uh and donnie marshall could weld a race car frame but he also sang opera <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, only in columbia uh, all right i'm dude number three i'm del kennedy dude number two clayton harris uh has already said hello dude number one mr jim york is away today but he's well he'll be back tomorrow regular special guest dude uh <laughs> um uh, Carrie Powers. Powers. Yeah, Carrie Powers, Lord. <laughs> you know, you just described, you just summarized why I love living in a small town now. Yeah. As a, as a large city girl uh, originally, you just described why I love living in a small town. You got to love it. <laughs> you got to love it. Uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, Guest uh, on, on Monday, friend of the station, Scott Specky, Representative Scott Specky. <coughs> They've wound up the legislative session, and Scott has given us a tour de force of what happened in that session. So we're up with law and order now. Uh, $50 million for violent crime intervention programs, $39 million in Tennessee Highway Patrol salary adjustments, $28.7 million. We're going to add 142 new Tennessee Highway Patrolmen in the state of Tennessee. Main emphasis will be on the large metropolitan cities to provide better crime prevention there and drug trafficking and sex trafficking. So a big investment there. And then uh, this is this is the things that really affect Murray County. So I'm going to go down this list. And these are grants that these entities will be able to pull down and have pulled down in the past, and we've expanded them. Uh, we have a statewide grant pool for volunteer fire departments to purchase equipment. It was funded at $5 million. It's now $10 million. So our volunteer fire department in Murray County, who takes advantage of this every year, will now be able to pull down more supplies, more equipment, more turnout coats for our volunteers to make those those firefighters and our volunteer fire departments have state-of-the-art equipment when they respond to us in our rural communities. I, I remember the days when J.D. Runyon's uh, had an old propane tank. Uh, uh, you know, strapped to the back of an old World War II truck, and that was that was rural fire protection right. in Murray County. It's not that way anymore, and it's a good thing. Uh, also, we have a grant for emergency medical services statewide, $2 million to be able to pull down necessary equipment for that. Uh, that's going to help Murray County out with the ambulance issues they're having. Uh, rescue squad statewide, $3 million grants for those rescue squads to pull down more equipment from the state. And then the big one here I'm very proud of is, you know, the Miracle League we're working on here in Murray County, that, that all 
all-inclusive uh, baseball field and the all-inclusive playground. Yeah, we were looking for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, there were there were a couple members that asked for that type of request. And so they put $2.5 million in a pool statewide that you'll be allowed. It's got to be for Miracle Leagues. But Miracle Leagues school, our ballparks and playgrounds, will be able to pull down not 250000 up to half a million dollars. Oh, so our Miracle League program should be off off and running here in Murray County, which is something that we should all be very proud of. Yes, I really those- have to interject. Once again, I said it last week that the rate in which that movement gains speed, we really need to give a shout out to strong local leadership. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, my goodness. Yes. And, and that's that's the great part about it is we were able to finish what they started. Let's name you know, names. I uh, mean, Mike Ugler, uh, uh, Julie Beck, Julie Beck. And, and, um, the Hughley family. Robin Eastep, yeah. Just doing a great job. And they raised like $1.3 million. And they were asking me to help them get a grant for the last 250000 to put them across the finish line. And it was it was met with such such support in the General Assembly that they bumped it up to now they can ask for half a million so we don't worry about cutting corners. We can build a first-class facility for these kids here in Murray County. Very proud of that. Be out at the Murray County Park, the old Bay Ruth Field. Yep. Uh, $23 million in TBI agent salary adjustments to make sure we're more competitive. Education, folks. <coughs> so we put uh, $1 billion, I told you, in the maintenance development of our TCAT centers, $125 million in teachers' rages with the goal of a $50,000 base for our teachers by 2026. And I think that's, Scott, that's a great thing. And that's I, huge. And I think, I mean, to, to get teachers, you you got to go there. Well, to get, to get the teachers you want, you got to go there. The good news is it's not only the base salary, but it's giving teachers a bump across the state, right. too. So as we increase the base, all the other teachers are going to get a bump to their to their pay, too, which and, is good. And let you retain the the folks you want to retain. I True. Mean, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's, it'll, all, it's all good, and it's necessary. It'll, it'll hopefully build a better pipeline of people wanting to get into education now because you can earn more. Plus, if you're thinking about if you're in fill-in-the-blank state and you're playing, paying a state income tax, and you can come to Tennessee and make the exact same amount of money. You just got to pay a raise because you're not paying state income tax. I, I saw something the other day. It was talking about you know two thousand ten dollars versus two thousand twenty three dollars, and it, I can't remember the exact figures, but it, it was astonishing. It was like two or three times mm-hmm. you, you had to have two or three times as much money in twenty three as you did in ten. Yeah. Um, to I mean, it, it was absolutely astonishing. So those teachers needed that raise. Hey. Um, just a note, uh, I, re- I went to the golf tournament that benefited, um, that recognized Dorothy Campbell and on Friday, and I was speaking with a teacher. It was a very well-done event, but I was speaking with a teacher, and it was her first year. She had previously been a collegiate volleyball coach, had recently moved back to the area, and this is her first year teaching, um, but it's someone that one of my kids has, and, you know, my child really likes the teacher but she's doing a great job so just um, to recognize that these efforts to get more people to enter the workforce in teaching that maybe that wasn't their primary career it worked in that case and Mm -hmm. i think there are more of them but Mm -hmm. good things we also passed a a a grant process that uh, people get into the teaching profession their last two years they can get a part of their student debt retired now by the state of Tennessee. So we're investing in that. Uh, $7.6 million for tutoring <clears throat> for students retained in K-3. through 
So we put money in for that for tutoring processes. $21 million for the expansion of the summer learning camps to make sure that summer school is well-funded by the state. No local dollars are involved in that. It's all state dollars paying for the teachers, the transportation, the food, the resources. Everything is paid for so by the state. It, all expenses covered. By the state, yes, sir. By I still state. have questions, some questions about that, but this may not be the time. But I'd we'll still just, love to talk more about that at some that point. We're almost through it. Hold that question. Um, Ten million. I'm sorry, eighteen million for for pre-K special education to expand that, and then fifteen million to maintain local budget levels to fund six weeks of paid family leave for teachers, funded by the state. We're not going to push that on the locals. Economic development, uh, five million dollar cleanup for environmental hazards, our rural brownfield sites. So hopefully, uh, Murray County can pull some money down for the Monsanto property and get those sites officially cleaned up. Forty five million for rural development funds for grants and services to enhance Tennessee's rural communities and distressed counties with site developments. Ten million in historic development grants, so the Polk, the Polk Home can pull down money for them. Hundred three million for economic development fast track grant programs. Our economic development people in Murray County do a good job of having sites ready for economic development and now to be able to pull down money to help develop those sites quicker like we needed more businesses uh, 85 million to improve this is children and families 85 million to improve maternal and postpartum outcomes for our our, our, uh, our mothers 20 million for crisis pregnancy centers 15 million to establish the child care improvement fund and 42 million which is a big one 42 million to increase stability for foster families caring for children with intellectual and developmental disabilities through uh, DIDD that's big to help those people get more monies to care for those children health care Carrie will be interested in, in this one <clears throat> 10 million dollars funding on a pilot program for well not specifically for carry on this one 10 million for funding of pilot program for free diapers for children under the age of two from 10 care shared savings there you go that's a big one 33 million for nursing home support 20 million over the next two years for children's hospital infrastructure grants our children's hospitals are in dire need of repairs we're going to provide funding for them and then 110 million from the 10 care reserves to provide relief funding for hospitals so if you talk to people in Murray County, when you deal with a 10-care patient, they don't pay like normal insurance would. We're putting $110 million aside that we will bump that pay up to help, to help our hospitals, especially in our rural communities, be able to accept those 10-care patients and have a better operating budget going forward. Uh, what I'm doing today, <clears throat> oh, and also, uh, we, did our, we did push through and get our our uh, another judge for our 22nd judicial district here in this, in in this, in Murray County. That's, that's Murray, Wayne, Lawrence and Giles yep, County. We're getting another judge. We've been asking for that for a couple of years. We were able to push that one across the finish line. And then the big one I'm going up to uh, have a conversation with ECD. I've been working with the City of Columbia and Murray County. We have a battery plant going in up in Spring Hill. The problem is we don't have fire protection apparatuses to help not put out but help control a battery fire to allow our firefighters the time to evacuate the building in the the event of when this emergency happens. And I have had conversations with firefighters, Scott, who indicate that these batteries burn at about 3,000 degrees. If the battery plant in Spring Hill caught on fire, they have told me that it would require the evacuation of Spring Hill and Columbia. Possibly, depending on the wind. And so we are trying to work on getting a fire apparatus specifically for that battery plant. Now, it's, folks, it's not to put out the fire. It's to just give the firefighters enough of a chance to contain the fire enough so that they can get the plant evacuated. 
And so that's what we're working on today. It's a million. It's one point five million. The Blue Oval City got a grant for five million for fire protection. That's we're asking, out of Jackson, Tennessee. We're asking for one point five million. Um, and so that's where we are in the budget. Um, I'm gonna uh, let me just, if you don't mind, if I'll finish with this. It's been uh, go ahead, Scott. It's an honor and privilege to represent you all up there in the General Assembly. It is well, many I, thanks I, to you for I your hard work. I can't explain to you how crazy it is up there right now. Um, and it, you know what? It's not. We're not, we're, we're no longer arguing the, the 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 philosophy of Republican and Democrat. We're arguing right and wrong. That's yeah. how, that's where it's down to the rudimentary levels of it's not it's not political anymore. It's just right and wrong. And we are fighting to make sure that we keep Tennessee exactly in the position it is right now. Like I said, fifty six point two billion dollar budget with twenty two billion non recurring twenty. Two billion of one-time money that if we had a pinch, we could pull out of the budget and not affect one thing in in, in Tennessee. So, Ms. Powers, you had a question. You know, we probably don't have time, but you mentioned summer school. I tell mm-hmm. you, the, as you moved into education and healthcare, I just kind of was making a list. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> just, I mean, it sounds good, but I want. I'm curious uh, specifically to summer school. Like, mm-hmm. how do the how does that get implemented as far as which kids will come? Is it mandatory? Mm-hmm. Is it um, optional? Is there transportation for those kids? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I want these kids, every kid in Murray County, to have the best opportunity to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how does that work? I mean, mm-hmm. but no kid wants to go to summer school and what if the kid doesn't have parental support to make sure they get there? So one of the things we've made sure of is transportation is paid for by the state. The buses will run. The food will be supplied by the state of Tennessee so they can eat when they come to school. Understood. Teachers are going to be paid for by the state of Tennessee. Understood. Now, how do we? How does a kid qualify for, for summer school um, based off their academic performance? And you're talking in K through 2, there's no end-of-course test. So they're looking at the universal screeners, and they're going to make a judgment uh, whether or not a child needs to go to summer school or not. What we're going to be working on the General Assembly is making sure that there is some type of a benchmark that puts a kid on either side of a wall, one either side of a delineation of, yes, you have to go to summer school, or you don't have to, but summer school is available to you. Okay, what does you have to mean? Uh, you'd be required to go to summer school, or you would not be promoted to the next grade level. <coughs> We've got to figure out a way to get these kids on grade level. And I've talked to third grade teachers that are upset about the retention bill, and they're like, look, it's, these kids are showing up two and three grade levels behind. Why is it my fault? Well, it's, the problem is, is in the system, they should have been held in kindergarten. They should have been held in first grade. And that's that's a bill that I've been working on, and Delk, you know, I've been working on this one for a while about having kids held back early instead of waiting till third grade. Yes, and I think that's a great but idea. But the kids are captured one way or the other, either because they attend summer school mm-hmm. or because right. they are retained. We are out of here. Scott Specky, thank you so much for keeping us informed. Don't be scarce. I know the work's not over, even though the session is adjourned.